tap in. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture. Everybody, this is Randall Barnes, the founder of HBCU Pulse and the host of Pulse Radio in the building for another edition of the Grownish After Party. And if you're watching us on HBCU Pulse Instagram Live right after the show, you know exactly how I feel about tonight. This was the worst episode of Grownish ever. And I'm gonna try my best to unpack it. Janae and I are gonna try our absolute best. But spoiler alert, we agree that this was a horrible episode and they must have been high on something. They must have been high on whatever they were smoking in Power Book 3 Canaan, if you watch Power, when they wrote this episode. Man, listen, let's turn off the theme music because we're not going to hear that theme music for another few months because this is the last episode of Grownish until January. Y'all, I'm free. I am free, man. I, I am free from the shackles of bad writing. I am free from the shackles of Kenya Barris' light skin universe. I'm free from these foo-foo storylines. I'm free from Aaron looking like a character out of Sesame Street. I am free. All right. I'm telling you, man. I'm breaking off the chains and college football. It started HBCU football in the building. Shout out to Alcorn State versus North Carolina Central. Alcorn State, North Carolina Central. They out here getting a million views on Instagram. Not Instagram. Not Instagram. Not Instagram. They're on ESPN. But on Instagram, like, man, going up. Everybody on Twitter talking about it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm so ready for the football season. I'm ready for my Thursdays to be filled with Tom Brady and Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes. Because I, I just don't know what to do with the show anymore. Listen, we're going to try to unpack it the best that we can. But it's so many emotions and so much that goes into why. I honestly, I can honestly say I hate this show. I honestly hate it. All right. So let me just start. I don't even know where to start. Okay. All right. And by the way, yeah, shout out to Jackson State. I want to tell you all about a show that I actually really do like. Y'all need to watch Coach Prime on YouTube. They had um, the last episode of this first season. It is on Barstool Sports YouTube. I'm rocking the Jackson State hoodie right now. If you're watching on YouTube or the HBC Post Instagram Live, you will be able to see it. But shout out to Jackson State, Orange Blossom Classic coming up. But before I get to my evisceration of Gronish, I want to tell you all that y'all saw, if you watch Gronish, that Zoe lost her internship. So if you want an internship or an ambassadorship, we got the right opportunity for you. We have Thermo Fisher and Cricket. They're looking for college ambassadors. All right. With Cricket, you can get you a free phone, get paid $15 an hour and minimum of 15 hours a week. If with Thermo Fisher, man, if, you, you, if you're in the science, you're in a science major field, you eat the rock with Thermo Fisher, $15 an hour. And with both Cricket and Thermo Fisher, you can level up and you, you might get a, a full-time job. You never know. You know, you never know with them. So shout out to, to Cricket Thermo Fisher for supporting HBCU Pulse. And also, here's a new one. I'm giving y'all an exclusive that's listening to the podcast as well as watching on HBCU Pulse Instagram Live. We have another sponsor. 
Shout out to B Condoms. Because I know y'all saw that horrible last scene. What a horrible way to end Gronish for until j- to January. Yeah, Vivek and Anna sleeping together, but I hope they use the condom. And they need to use B Condom because B Condom is the only black owned condom company in the world and guess what it is owned by morehouse alumnus so i need y'all to tap in with b condoms we have a post about b condoms that's coming up on tomorrow thank you to them for sponsoring tonight's show and also hbcu pulse now let's get off into this horrible show so with grownish I honestly really do believe this is the worst episode they ever produced. And it's for so many reasons. I want to go through them really quickly and we'll talk with Janae in a second. So it's been four years and they still have not decided who they want Zoe to be with. Zoe is for these streets. They had, they had it with Cash. They had it with Luca. They had problems. They done put it with Aaron. They done had a single. She was dating the Lord. And it was so many problems with, with every relationship that she's in. They don't know who they want Zoe to be with. And they've not really attacked the reason why Zoe's not a good girlfriend. It's because she's selfish. Everything is for Zoe. Everything's for her. Everything revolves around her. And she never is truly checking for the guy that she's with. Because it's all about what she wants and how she benefits. They, 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 like, I understand. Okay, so Zoe's a flawed character. She's a flawed person. Listen, I used to watch Being Mary Jane, and the whole entire notion of that show was that Being Mary Jane was beautifully flawed. That was literally the lyric of the promo that they used to have. That being Mary Jane was beautifully flawed, but she attacked her flaws. They talked about how she was with men. They talked about her mistress. They talked about how her family dynamic messed her up. They're not attacking why Zoe is like this. They're not even attacking the fact that Andre literally had more of character development than Zoe did. Because at the very least, Andre came in with was, was disappointing her and then wasn't just, just lapping behind him like he always did because she was making mistakes and she never faced the consequences of her mistakes and they never wrote it into the storyline. She just hops, she hops from storyline to storyline and got it, got She just hops and nothing happens. The storyline with Zoe and Aaron was so pointless. It was like, like in... Like, they just act like we care. Like, bro, like, I know that the girls like Aaron, y'all get it, bro. I know y'all like Trevor Jackson, I get it. But I know that y'all can't think this is compelling television. I know y'all are not holding up in the cab talking about, oh, this is, oh, man, they're going to break up. They're going to stay together because it don't matter anymore. Like, they keep doing the same storyline over and over again. The storyline they're doing with Aaron, they did with Luca. When Luca was Zoe's boyfriend, they did they did this storyline. And it's not changed at all. And y'all, that fight scene, if y'all watched the episode, y'all know what fight scene I'm talking about. I thought the Power Book 3 Raising Canning fight scene, I thought that that was bad. But this fight scene where Aaron throws the weakest one-hitter quitter ever, don't put Aaron in the ring with Jake Paul because Jake Paul going to end up beating him up. Just like, like, I'm telling you, Aaron is Nate Robinson <laughs> at this point. Aaron is Nate Robinson because literally Luca did this. Oh, my God. Like, like, listen, they all should be wrestlers, okay? They should join either AEW or the WWE. They should join the WWE because, listen, Luke, but Luca didn't even sell that punch. Pow. Like, like, like literally, this, this will have boom. And all of a sudden, he was like, Oh, that's that how you feel? Like, bro, you're not that high, okay? You ain't that mellow. 
I, I've never smoked weed a day in my life, but I know that there's not going to be no guy in this universe that's going to punch me like that, and I'm not going to do nothing. Oh, my God. And then Luca's character is pointless. Why is he still here? You got rid of Ryan Destiny. We wanted you to add diversity of black women and, 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 and you know, just different skin tones and, and give, you know, darker skin characters shine and light because there's so many different shades of black that are beautiful. You give us Ryan Destiny. She's from an HBCU. We're excited. You do nothing with her. You pair her with Luca. They're both just weirdo hipsters. Nothing goes with that story. Ryan Destiny leaves and Luca's still here being weird. What is Luca here for? So you're telling me that you kept Luca this whole entire season just to break up Aaron and Zoe? I, I just I just don't get it. Like I like I, 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 like I want you to you know to just man, Lord help me. So Jazz, I I, I gotta get this. I want to get Janae in. So Jazz, so. I don't know why they killed Jazz's storyline because her mental health storyline was going to be really interesting. And of course, Sky and Jazz were the most interesting characters in the show. You know, they were the most interesting characters in the show. And y'all played her for this desk dude, this dude from Hamilton. And y'all didn't get it back with Doug. I mean, because she's the one that broke up with Doug. Well, I want to focus on track. And y'all making Doug to be the bad guy because he's with another girl, which that, I'm going to get that in a second. So why did y'all kill the mental health storyline? Questions that need answering. Because y'all swear, oh, there's nothing like mental health. It's so hard to write that. And oh my gosh, it's so easy to write about white kids getting stuck in lockers. Y'all can easily write a storyline that's compelling about mental health. It's been done before. Y'all are good writers. Y'all have written Blackish better before. Y'all have written about mental health in Blackish. Y'all could have confirmed it so well with Jazz. Because her sister's gone, her relationships aren't going the right way, she's falling out of love with track, but y'all don't even mention her mental health and her counseling in this episode, but y'all want to put her with Des, and y'all don't want to address the fact that he's queer, and she has a problem with it, and she doesn't even say anything about it, and she walks out and she sees um, a Doug and Kiki kissing, and y'all don't even confront the issue? Y'all could, y'all have literally in your hand, a, a platter, like just a perfect platter for gender fluidity, for sexual fluidity, and for how that works in the 21st century, and you blew it. Y'all fumbled the bag. Y'all fumbled the plate. I, I don't know if y'all ever seen a waiter at a restaurant that has that dropped the food. Man, that, that's what y'all did. Y'all dropped it. It's on the ground. It's on the ground steaming right now. All right? You need to apologize to all of us at this point because it made no sense. And then Doug and Kiki's storyline. Pointless, pointless, pointless. How are y'all going to jettison past story development? And then y'all are going to try to finesse it in during the Black Lives Matter episode by showing text messages. Excuse me, y'all. Text messages are not story development. And them weak Disney text messages, I can assure you that that's not no type of sexual attention. That's not no type of storyline. <sighs> And I want to just say this before I bring Janae on. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going I'm going in already because I don't know how long I can stay on. Because, listen, I got my Jackson State hoodie on, all right? I got my Jackson State hoodie on. And I'm about to go watch the rest of Coach Prime after this. It's basically like a movie to end it. So I got my Jackson State hoodie on and everything. I'm, I'm dripped out. So I'm about to go watch my guys. You feel me? So I don't know how long I can talk about this. I want to go in and get my points off. But Anna's for the streets. I wish I had that sounder on my board where Future said she's for the streets because Anna done hopped from every dude in the crew. Now, she done got in the bed with Vivek. She done got in the bed with Vivek. 
Like why? Just can someone please tell me why? <laughs> and then like they, it was no concentration to the storyline. It was nothing that connected it. They just got into bed and had sex. And now Vivek is just some type of player. Why is Vivek still there? This man got expelled. Why is he still there? Man, someone help me, man. This is this show is terrible, man. This was the worst episode. And I want I want to give a hand clap for Janae, all right? Hand clap for Janae. We're going to let it go. All right? Because Janae needs to do a victory lap because Janae predicted what was going to happen. I wish I could play it, but I couldn't find it. I, she might have told me in private. But Janae predicted that Vivek and Anna were going to hook up in some way. Now, I don't think that Janae predicted that this was going to happen. Now, they hooked up just randomly at the end of the episode without any tension. But Janae literally said that after the whole entire watch storyline where Javier had the watch and then, you know, gave it to um to, to Anna and then Vivek winked at him and then come to find out Vivek really picked out the watch for her and she sort of had an issue with that. Janae was like, they probably gonna end up talking. That's probably what's gonna happen. And she was right. Now, I don't know if she, if, if Janae smoked a blunt recently and, and envisioned how things would have been <laughs> in the show, but Janae got it right. So shout out to her because she, we're plugged in in these streets, all right? So overall, terrible. The Raiders numbers, they went back up 257 um, in, you know, the viewers. Um, it went up slightly, but it's still down. The most viewed episode of this new season was episode two on um, July the 15th. Uh, the second episode when um, Zoe and Aaron went to jail, then it went back down. So the ratings numbers are sliding, and I don't think we're going to see anything move as far as with this show until the ratings numbers dip below 200,000. So I don't know if it's going to be a new season or not. We're going to talk more about that with Janae, but I hate this show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hate this show with a passion. <sighs> Let's bring Janae on. You listen to Pulse Radio. From the shade room to your news feed, we brag different. You're locked into HBCU Pulse, now trending worldwide. Janae. Hey, Pulse family, what's up? How you doing? Doing wonderful besides watching that terrible episode. That was a waste of my entire Thursday. Fine. <laughs> Listen, it, it is the last episode of the season until January. All right, no, I, I can do better. I can do you better. We, we, got, we got the board. We got the board. I can do you better. All right, so I, I said my piece. I couldn't hold it in, Janae. I couldn't hold it in. Like, I, I talked for 15 minutes about why I hated this episode. So I want you to give us the recap and talk about what you thought about it. All right, y'all. So we already said we didn't like the episode, but I'm going to still give y'all the rundown of why we don't like the episode. So this is the mid-season finale, season four, episode nine, called You Beat Me to the Punch. So the episode opens up with uh, Zoe talking about relationships, kind of how they're on and off and things of that nature. Um, they also talk about um, makeup, sex, and passion and kind of how that goes into relationships, which is relevant to our generation because we kind of tend to have makeup sex with people that, you know, we, we make up with. So 
the th- the next scene they talk about internships. So Zoe's still trying to find an internship after last week getting fired from her internship with the I forgot her name, but the fashion designer. So she's up trying to find an internship and she's had no luck. Then it cuts to Luca and um, his sister Kiki having a conversation and they're talking about the party that he's had. Oh, I forgot to mention. So Luca is having this Hawaiian luau theme and Zoe mentions going and Aaron's like, well, why are you even going? Because you should be mad at him because he's the reason you lost your internship. So then they cut to Luca and Kiki. They're talking about the luau and uh, Doug, not Doug, um, Luca asked Kiki to call Doug about something and Kiki's like, oh, are you sure? Because I know you know, I don't, I know you don't want us talking everything. So he was like, listen, that's my bro. You're my sister. We have a perfect trifecta. Don't ruin it. Don't talk. Leave it as it is. So then the next scene, it pretty much cuts to them, it cuts to them pre-gaming at the house. So Anna, Jazz, um, Vivek, all of them are pre-gaming at the house. They briefly talk about how Anna and Nomi were taking their LSAT and now they're trying to get drunk and be lit, which is crazy because in the description, it talked, it's made it seem like that was going to be what the episode was about, but it just said, oh, they took the LSAT and they got drunk afterwards. But it was, it was dumb. So, Boom, they get to drinking and pre-gaming. Jazz mentions her date with Des and how it went, but she mentions that she doesn't think she wants to date him because he pulled up and he came in a dress. And she knows that that's more of her issue than his, but she just doesn't want that for herself. So that's just scene one. We go to scene two. They're at Luca's Luau. Everything's fine. It's lit and everything. Luca and Zoe have a conversation. Luca apologized to Zoe about the internship. He just didn't want her to be taken advantage of. So Zoe's like, you know, I get you trying to protect me, but now I don't have an internship. And then Luca offers her an internship with his company. So mind you, before all of that even happened, Aaron went to Charlie to finesse his way to get Zoe a credit, like a certificate, a credit saying that she completed it, even though she did not complete either internship that she did have. So Aaron went out his way to make sure she was straight, but she went to Luca anyway. And then Aaron pulled up to the party because he ended his midnight class early and he saw the two talking. So then after she's after he sees him talking, she goes to him and was like, hey, he offered me this internship, but I only take it if you don't, if you don't, you know, I only take it if you want me to take it. And he was like, oh, so you already said yes. Which shows kind of that she's selfish because you didn't even check in with him to see if he would be cool with it before you could even say yes or no. So then he walks away. Luca goes up to Aaron while Luke, while Aaron is like a luau. He says something about Eric's, um, not Eric, um, Aaron's sweatshirt, like his sweater he had on. And then Aaron looked at him and gave him the weakest one I've ever seen in my entire life. And then Luca didn't even do anything. He literally said, that feel good, chief, and walked away. Like, what? That was just so weird. So then the next scene cuts, Kiki and um, Luca have a conversation about how Zoe, he try, he's trying to keep Zoe in his orbit. He kind of brushes it off, but I'm like, mm, that's really what it is. And then we cut off to where Kiki and Doug actually end up making out. Jazz sees them, and then Jazz goes out, and she ends up kissing Des for whatever reason after she just said that she didn't want to talk to him because he was in a dress Prior to that, she kept avoiding him the entire night. So it was just really weird to see that dynamic. And then uh, like a C storyline to wrap it all up was because Nomi and Anna took their LSAT, Vivek's goal was to get them drunk and get them laid because he's the only person that's had more sex than all of them in the house. And then they get to the house. Um, Oh, also, wait, backtrack. 
Phil, which is um, Luna's dad, Luna's dad, which is Nomi's baby daddy, he actually pulled up to the party, and it was really weird. So, but hopefully they don't pack up the next next time because they didn't mention that would even be, you know, they didn't say anything about that. So that was kind of weird that they threw that in there. It didn't make sense. But anywho, to wrap everything up, um, what happened? So to wrap, pretty much wrap everything up, Zoe ends up going home trying to find Aaron. Aaron's not there. And then she finds the certificate and some flowers where he writes, oh, don't worry about the internship class anymore. And now she feels bad all of a sudden. And then at the end of the episode, Anna comes home. She's a little drunk. She talks about just kind of having, not, you know, sex with people. And then she ends up sleeping with Vivek and they close out. And that is You Beat Me to the Punch. I, I just it, it's so much to tackle in in I, I don't honestly like I tried to write out all my thoughts and it's still hard to even verbalize how I feel about this horrible episode. Like the reaction that I gave you, Janae, when they did the punch, when like Trevor is just like or Aaron is, oh my gosh, like I'm so upset, and he was like bow, <laughs> and then Luca goes back and it's like. Oh, that hurt, dude. <laughs> like, like, what is this show, man? I, I just like, like, I really want for people to boycott this show. Like, I, I am calling, I'm doing a call to action. I need for everybody to just boycott the episodes next season. Cause it probably no, or next in, in January, because it's probably gonna be the last season. I don't see them going to a season five. I like cause Gronish, I think Gronish is a loss leader. And a loss leader is, you know, you losing out on profit or viewership, but you're doing it because maybe the sponsorship money is nice. You can sell high ad rates um, when, when you do the linear television buys and maybe, you know, you're getting a lot of views on, on streaming, on, on video on demand and OTT. But man, like the, the ratings numbers are not good, although they did go up from the week before. The ratings numbers are not good. You have Lala in this episode. You, you you had all these other celebrities that popped in. It didn't save it. You have Sky, who was probably the more interesting character than Jazz. She's gone. Ryan Destiny's gone. Luca's pointless. Vivek has become the worst version of Charlie for the show. I just don't understand why people continue to watch this show and act like it's good. Because when you go on Twitter and and we go on the different silos because everybody has sort of their own bubble. Like we have this bubble. Normally the folks in the comments, they say, Oh, we don't like the episode. And we agree. Like, Oh, they're laughing at us talking about it. I'm getting text messages. Oh, like, I love when you break down. I don't you back the show around. I'm like, thank you. Okay. I, 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 I don't try. I, I don't try. I just, it happens. But like when you go on Twitter and you look at the hashtag during the show, they're like, Oh my gosh, this is so compelling. Here's what I would have done. And it's like, y'all really like this show. They tried to mask character development as a text message, Janae. That's what they tried to use as character development. They did that Black Lives Matter episode, and the character development of what they tried to do was, hey, oh, Luca finds them texting, and the texts weren't even dirty. They haven't even had sex yet, according to what Doug is saying. And the fact that they're creeping, they hiding it from us. Like, how, how we don't know. We we the audience, and we don't know they creeping. Like, like because normally what you'll do is that you'll add little hints. Like, maybe you'll have in a better actor, because the Kiki actor, beautiful young lady, God bless her, but she's a horrible actor or actress. So you would maybe have, like, her look at Doug, like, hey, you know, sort of like, oh, what's up? How you doing? Like, you know, like, like, like something like that where it's like some, some tension, but it's not mm -hmm. there. It's like the acting is horrible 
And I just feel as if the, the, the actors and actresses in this show have disengaged. They just say, you know what? I give up. Because Luca, like that Luca scene with Kiki was the worst dialogue I've heard this year. And I be watching TV. I be, I, I watch, you watch more movies than me, but I be watching TV. That is the worst set of dialogue. It literally felt like he picked up the script and was reading from it. So how, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling good, but where were you a few minutes ago? Oh, I wasn't with Doug. If you think that, you need to focus on your eye. Okay, I'm just going to focus on my eye. Like, like Janae, Janae, I, I just, I don't know what to say about this show. Why do y'all still like this show, Janae? I know, I, I think, I think I won you over, but why do y'all still like this show? Why? Well, according there was a TikTok. I think I even mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Like the show is not that great, like regarding character development, regarding the acting, like writing, none of that stuff. However, it gives vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like it it's just it looks good, so it just gives the vibes. Um, however, though, one comment that I really feel like one thing that I commented on that I felt I like was very lacking in this episode was the costuming. Like, if you guys watched the episode, they had on these ridiculous outfits. And one thing that I've always kind of given them a pass on in the past with higher scores is that, oh, the costume is great. They look good. They always look put together. You know, it's film nice. However, in this episode, when Zoe White rolled up out of bed and she had her hair tied up with a bond not a bond like a little scarf she had a cardigan on plus some pajamas which goes against her whole character idea of being the stylist fashionista diva girl like who will wake up out of bed like that if you're oh so fashion then luca is also a fashion designer but he's wearing this cheap like alien sweater look like what it didn't even look right and then old girl his sister kiki obviously comes from money because like luca has been said that he comes from money and she had on some ugly halloween looking shirt cardigan turtleneck piece as well which was mad ugly and like i did was not a fan of a lot of this costuming a lot of things that they had on like all y'all come from money. All y'all live in LA. Y'all can't dress. I'm confused. I, I, I don't know. What is it? I'm, I'm gonna tell you how Luca looked like. Luca looked like like, like a little boy on Christmas morning. You know, like how they wake up. Oh, it's Christmas! <laughs> it's how he looked, just running out into the pajamas with tattoos on it. And then, man, like I'm telling you, like I was done with you call it costume. I call them dressing up the characters because because you're way more complex than me when it comes to this. They just be dressing up. And when I tell you that, like. The dressing has been so whack on this show since Zori came out as AK. She had her first day out as AK with that with that pink and green on, and then and then yeah. she getting into it with with Rochelle. Like that was when I was done with how they were dressing. Like they have this show has become mediocre. I want y'all to go back and watch the backdoor pilot. A backdoor pilot, if y'all don't know, is that you'll have like a popular series. And then, like, you know, if, if the character exists in the same universe, they'll use the episode of that series to premiere a new concept to sort of see how it goes or to introduce, the, the like, the audience of the series that they're doing the backdoor piling in to a new series that they're going to do. And a perfect example of it is Girlfriends. You know, Mar Brock and Kill had Girlfriends with Kelsey Grammer, and then they actually did a backdoor pilot for the game. And the character of Derwin and also the character of Kelly were two different actors and actresses. And then you had you had Pooch Hall, you had Brittany Dames that, that eventually came in in the original um, seasons of the game, and they're going to reboot it soon. I'm looking forward to that. So they did a backdoor pilot for Grownish in Blackish. And if you look at that backdoor pilot, what they were building Grownish to be was going to be really special. It was going to be sort of the tilt of, it was going to be in between Dear White People 
and some of their absurdity with the cultural relevance of the quad. So it was going to mm-hmm. be like in that middle, middle area. And even that first season, they had um, the Dean. I think I think they got rid of the Dean or he had other opportunities. We haven't seen him. I think his name was Bert. We haven't seen him yeah. since Anna. Since Anna was like like grinding on him when she was drunk at the end of season one. Like they were doing stuff with it. They were doing callbacks, flashbacks. Jenna, have you noticed they don't do flashbacks anymore? Have you noticed that? I haven't done any since what season two, maybe since season two. Like I think when they came back from summer break, they did like like a little mini flashback. Like the editing from that horrible HBCU episode where they dressed up like Beyonce and the backup dancers. Like mm-hmm. you know, you saw how they edited it so beautifully. Like cinematography is cool, but they don't even montage it the same anymore. I really think they've given up on this show, and I think that they're just doing it for money. I don't know if it's the budget's been cut. I don't know if they're like forcing them to rush it out without real character development, but character development or writing, but it's just not good. And here's one thing that um, I told you when I was watching it. I noticed that they use the word bitch a lot to try to sauce up the dialogue and connote that it's something funny that's being said or something witty that's being said. It's almost like their, their version of a laugh track. And I, mm-hmm. I hate that they do that. It's such a crutch because like, they don't even use it in reference to another female character from a female character. They use it as like an adjective or like, you know, the precursor to a sentence and it doesn't make it funny. It doesn't make it edgy. We're, we're used to it. Like, I just really don't like this show, Janae. And I want everyone to stop watching it just for one episode. And, and, and we can, we can give y'all the bootleg link. We can find it for you. Okay. We, we can go to, we can get a torrent website and we'll find some, I don't know how to do torrents. We can find somebody that could get a torrent for you. I'm probably not gonna do it on my MacBook Cause I don't want to mess up my MacBook Cause this is the money, but we're going, we're going to find somebody that can do a torrent for you. We can, we, we can rent out maybe a theater and we watch it all on one screen and no one watches it. Cause they need to see that this is terrible. This is like, I just don't, the lack of character development, the lack of story development, and then the fact that they consistently, I told you last season, Janae, they find a way to diss a new set of people every episode. Y'all have gender fluidity right here in your hand. You have sexual identity right here in your hand, and you do nothing with it. Janae, like, like, what was that jazz and death storyline about when she didn't even confront the issue that she had a problem with him wearing a dress? Why did they even do that just to sacrifice that storyline and then mental health for the sake of her seeing Doug and Kiki kissing? What's the point? Well, I think the lack of even maybe wanting to do a compelling writing or their inability to even complete a story because even when... It was something, I'm trying to think, what was something that I brought it up? Oh, like when I mentioned when Zoe went to the house and she found the letter and she found that her certificate of uh, inter- internship was completed and everything, I said that if it was me, I would have wrote it to where Aaron would have been waiting at the door for her. And then he would have said, oh, well, this would have been for you. I want to present this to you because I actually wasn't got your internship credit taken care of, but you decided to not only talk to Luca, but to try to take an internship from him without my 
permission. And then that could have been like, that's the problem. Your permission is your bruised ego. Cause she said his bruised ego in the last episode. And then they could have had a whole conversation, a whole dialogue. And then she was like, you're wrong. She could say you're wrong for punching him. And he could have said, why are you always defending him? And it could have been just a real, a real moment, like real, just like real compelling television, like something that people actually want to watch. The reason why we're watching the show, cause we're trying to watch something compelling and they don't do anything compelling. Like they have a hard time with completing stories. Like you start something and then you drop the ball, just like with deaths in the sexual sexual fluidity situation. Like, okay, she saw him in a dress. She decided for herself, okay, that's not for her. And then she avoids him the whole night and then she sees Kiki and Doug kiss. So then she goes kiss Des. So are you doing that just to cover your feelings for Doug? But we they didn't unpack that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, they it's just the inability to complete a storyline for me that I don't like about the show. And humans are more complex than this. Humans are way more complex than this, and that's not how they're writing human beings. That's not how they're yeah. writing college students when there are complexities of this storylines. Like the, these storylines, there are complexities of sexual fluidity. There's complexities mm-hmm. of being a queer black man. There's complexities of Black Lives Matter. And they present the bare minimum of every issue and try to sauce it up with a bitch here and a funny joke there. Like cancel mm-hmm. culture, they could have destroyed it. They could have, they could have went back to season two levels of entertainment with that. They could have literally did something on the lines of how they did the thing when Cash, you know, and, and the sexual assault thing, where he really didn't get sexually assaulted, and the campus consent thing. They could have done that and killed it, but they let it go and they made it and twisted it some way to where Zoe was somehow on top, blackmailing this high level black woman fashion executive, like. They have to let you have to let your main character suffer. Like, like I told you, Nate, like I've gotten back into wrestling. Like I was watching SummerSlam with, with, with my brother. And I'm like, you know what? I, I sort of like, you know, AEW and CM Punk coming back. It, it brought back my love for wrestling. And one thing about wrestling is that, of course, it, it it's, it's fake. You know, they, they predetermine the storylines. And when you look at wrestling, you have the the, pro, the the protagonist character, they're getting beat down. Like John Cena, he's getting beat down. The Rock, if he's the face, he's getting beat down. But then he fights out of it, he does his moves, and then you go from there. It's either they win after they do their little moves and they become triumphant, or in a good wrestling match, they fight on. And you do the rock bottom, you do the attitude adjustment or whatever finisher that you do. And then, oh, he, he, he kicks out after, after two. And it goes on and on and on. And that's the, and if you look at that, that structure of writing, that's the bare minimum of writing. The main character has to suffer. They have to. If, if you have a main character that's not meant to be an anti-hero, they have to suffer and go through something for a, for a prolonged period of time so you can build sympathy for the character. We need to see, okay, maybe Aaron, maybe Zoe's not getting out of this. Maybe Zoe's about to get kicked out of the house. Maybe maybe Dre's going to disown her. Like, maybe she really is sick. Or maybe, maybe Rochelle's going to beat her down. We don't think that because we realize that this show is so predictable. And I just want for them to write some compelling narratives. That's all that I want. And the whole entire thing with Aaron and this the, the flowers that he left in the apartment. Like, I honestly, I'm telling you what I thought. And I'm telling you what I thought. And I, I realize this is Disney. 
I thought that they were going to have it where Zoe just walks in and she's like, Aaron, where are you? And just she's, she's looking around and then Aaron just slumped after taking some sleeping pills. And he did. Now, that's what I thought they were going to do because I'm like, why y'all going to lead up? It's dark in the house. And then she looking in the rooms and the camera is turned. I thought it would have him just slumped. Like, I'm like, because how are y'all going to resolve this storyline? Like, Janae, is there any way that they can move forward in a storyline sense? You know, the death storyline, I guess they're going to start talking. Doug and Kiki, Luca is, I guess, is, is going to find out. Anna, Anna and Javier, I guess, are done. And the Vivek thing, I don't know where they're going with that. I honestly don't know what they're going to do with this next storyline. COVID was only mentioned three times. I counted. COVID was mentioned three times. And they do not act like it's COVID on camera. Now, off camera, you look at them behind the scenes, they got the clear mask on, they got the surgical mask on, they socially distant. They're doing a great job when, when, when they're not in front of an audience and they're not on TV. But in the show, they act like COVID doesn't exist and they could have done that. They could just say, you know what, y'all? This is not set in 2020. This is still 2019. They could have did it. They could act like COVID never existed in their universe. But they decided to sprinkle in COVID, but you're not even going to address it when there's storylines to address because Black has taught you that. Like, where do they go from here, Janae? See, that's a really good question. As you were, like, listing off the storylines that happened in the episode, I was trying to sit and think of where I think that the next episode would be like or what the next storyline could be, but I honestly don't know, considering the fact that it will come back in January. Maybe somebody broke up. You know, um, maybe Zoe did take Lucas internship just to get some experience to complete something. I don't know. I honestly can't give you an answer. I don't know if maybe Doug, not Doug, um, Jazz and Des are still dating and then Doug and Kiki are still messing around. Like, I don't know. I honestly can't even tell you what I think is going to happen just because nothing makes sense in Grownish. Um, I can say maybe Vivek and Anna, they their situation, they're going to start acting weird and then the gang or the crew are going to pick up on it and then it'll be exposed that way maybe. But outside of that, I really can't think of the next storyline because nothing that they write or that they produce makes sense. So let's dive into this really quickly. And you're a thousand percent correct. Um, and Charity, so I want to first say congratulations to you because you predicted that Anna... Vivek thing I mean so how, how do you feel about predicting you know things right how do you feel about that I feel like I need to be on the Simpsons now like if I came to write like just put me on like I might as well um but seriously though I think it's kind of wild and that shows the predictability of the show granted I am a mass communications major I'm a person who wants to create eventually create content create a tv show and write so it could just be the communication person to me that can kind of just peep what's going to come next as a person who likes to watch tv and storytelling and everything but something just told me that something was going to be off and that was going to be the next phase especially because it made it seem like the notion the move that I kind of got from that was um, that Vivek knew Anna better than Javi did. And that was going to be like a drawing force about somebody knowing, you know, somebody truly knowing you and everything. So that's kind of why I feel like it'll be like a budding kind of romance. But then it really wasn't addressed after the episode, but then they ended up having sex. So it's like, what? And I will say this, because I was going to ask you if you thought it, if you thought they built it up outside of the watch thing. But no. did you notice... But I'm going to tell you what they did, and they tried to be real sly with it. They just didn't, ex they didn't execute it correctly. Do you remember it was one of those episodes where Vivek wanted Anna to talk to him like a baby because it turned him on? Like, do you remember that? Like that? It was in one of the episodes. It was in one of these past few weeks. I promise you. It was in one of these past few weeks where, like, she was talking like a baby to Vivek, 
and Vivek said it turned him on. You know what I'm saying? And then she actually did it. Because you think she'd be like, oh, no, or something like that. But like she, she, like she started talking like a baby. And he was like, oh, yeah, this turns me on. Like, literally, like they, they did that. And I feel like that was, <laughs> I guess you, <laughs> you don't remember look how you look at <laughs> Like y'all for the podcast audience, she's like, "Huh? When that happened? I must have missed that one." I'm like, I, it, "It happened." Like if I can find it without without us getting taken down by by freeform, because because you know they got a price on my head, boy. I'm telling you, man, they got like they got dollars on my head, like I'm like gonna dollars on my head. I'm telling you, because it's like they they probably don't like what I'm saying, but like yeah, like I feel like they tried their best to to give up some Easter eggs. Like yeah, this probably gonna happen, but it's just how it happened. Like. They couldn't do the whole entire, oh, I'm going to steal your girl because Vivek is a joke. They made right. Vivek a joke. So it's like they can't, they can't do that because the only characters that you really believe it, because I don't even believe it for Luca, but I mean, Luca would have been believable, but Aaron and Doug for sure, like, oh, I'm going to steal your girl. Like, I can believe it. And not even just the Trevor Diggy factor. Like, even if it was other actors, I could see, okay, the character of Doug stealing your girl. The character of Aaron, even though they try to make him like an idiot, Stealing your girl, you know what I'm saying? Like, but not Vivek. But they made it so awkward to try to get a laugh. And I'm pretty sure people probably thought that was funny, but I did. Now, I don't think you did because we watched, yeah. we were like, what? So yeah. let's go into this. So I was watching the YouTube clips. And like I said on Twitter, it's a silo for the positive reviews of Gronus. They think it's so compelling. They think it's such great writing. They think that Gronus is just the second coming of a different world. And I watched the episode of a different world that I didn't see. It was called, I think, Radio Free. And it was about Dwayne playing and playing a song that was dirty. And then the Dean shut down his show. And then they go into like the Dean's like, you know, building and they boycott Janae. I've never seen that episode of, um, of a different world. It was season two, I think episode 14. Janae was so funny. It was so funny. And it was so interesting how they tied in protest and also that. And then when mm-hmm. you when you look at how like Dwayne admitted he was wrong, where I think that was real character development because he realized that he was wrong because he didn't listen to the tape that Ron gave him before he popped it in, and he should have. I thought that I was mm-hmm. so compelling. It was character development right in front of your eyes, and even the thing of like you know what you know you admitted that you were wrong. We're not gonna you know get y'all in trouble for protesting. We commend that, but. We're, I'm still gonna suspend your show, but you can do the MLK, you know, you know, like like episode that you were gonna do. Like it was, just, it was so compelling, and I'm like, man, this is all I wanted from Gronus. Where it's like, you don't gotta preach to me, but just make it funny. Like wit, like they, I feel as if they really wanted Zoe to be Whitley. That's what they really wanted Zoe to be. And if you look at a different world through the lens of okay, they're trying to sort of give that same type of feel. They wanted Zoe to be as complex as Whitley was, where Whitley was not really an antagonist, especially after Denise left. I mean, she was sort of an antagonist, but when Denise left and Dwayne and Whitley sort of became the main characters, even before they got together, Whitley was more so an anti-hero. Because I even watched the episode um, about pregnancy when Kim, when Kim was afraid that she was going to, she was pregnant, and then you saw like you know Whitley like nervous and scared. You know, and really being there for her. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's what they wanted Zoe to be. And I'm not going to diss Yara, but I don't know if Yara has that range. Like, even back to what you were saying about how you would have written, you know, the episode where they would have, you know, had that argument. I've seen Trevor have that range. But I don't know if Yara has it because Yara has never displayed herself as a character outside of the different archetype and voice of her. 
Now, granted, I've not seen her movie. Maybe she had a big bad argument in her movie. Maybe she shed some tears and she gave it. She gave just the the Emmy Award winning performance that I wanted. But I don't know if Yara can pull that off believably. I don't know if she could sort of yell but still be audible. I don't know if she could make it make us feel like she's about to cry and that like she everything's just falling apart and she doesn't want to lose another relationship. I don't know if she can tell the story through her acting ability, although I've seen Trevor do it and I've seen Trevor be compelling in other dramas. Of course, the first thing I'm gonna say is Burning Sands, because that was when I when I really started paying attention to him. And that was a that was not a joking movie. That was a very serious, a very controversial movie. You know what I'm saying? The black community because it dealt with Greek life. And it was made by Q. Go figure. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that was a very controversial movie. And he showed range and acting in that. But like, I just don't know if Yara can give that. And that's that, the comparison of Whitley and, and, and Zoe that they're trying to do. And they're trying to make it compelling that way it's not working. But I want to go really quickly to this comment that I saw on YouTube. So in this comment that I saw, um, they said this. They said that never forget that Nomi broke up with a dude in season one because he was bisexual, shaking my head. And they were talking about in the clip, because it was an exclusive clip that was on YouTube, of the conversation where you had Jazz that was talking to, you know, her friends about dating Des, and then Des came in with the dress, and she was apprehensive about really talking to him. And then you sort of had Nomi sort of being as a like matter of fact and sort of looking down upon her a bit. And they didn't call back to that. And that would have been a great flashback. So Janae found this article from 2018 of them just, just kissing the butt of Kenya Barris and Gronus. Gronus just called out our ignorance about bisexuality. And I just want to leave just, just the just the first line of this paragraph. In the short time since its premiere, Gronus has done nothing but keep it real. Keep it real what? Keep it real white? Like what? What is? What is? What is it? <laughs> what is it? What is it? Kept it. It's kept it ish. Like, like what? What is? What? What is it kept? Like, like, like I kept kept it real, real raw, like raw chicken, like raw. You ain't you ain't cooked this chicken, like unwritten content, like real, like 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 if like if, if this show is real, like like Cuban zirconium is real down. At this point, because this is I, I just I don't get it, but okay, whatever. Okay, okay. What, what's this person's name? Um, Cecily Bowen. All right, they keep it. They keep it real. It's really street. Okay, so episode four, Starboy. So I'm gonna read what um she said. So Nomi is on a date with a lesbian who has no time for men, even friendly ones. They offer her and her and Nomi drinks at the bar, and when she finds out that Nomi does. She accuses her of going through a phase that involves letting men oppress her body. It's an unfortunate mischaracterization of bisexuality that many women who identify as such have heard. When women are attracted to both men and women, heteronorm heteronormality, okay, I had to look at that word, heteronormality dictates that their sexual feelings and experiences with women are recreational distractions from more serious endeavors with men. It invalidates the real desires of women and ignores the spectrum of human sexuality. And no, and Nomi doesn't hesitate to yell out that she her, her scorned lover that the B in LGBT needs to be respected. It is an it is an important moment for sure and gives Nomi some points on her woke feminist card. And this comes from Refinery Twenty Nine, Cicely Bowen. Very well, very well written, and it's a good point. And it shows you how far this show has fallen. And Gronos never kept it real, but it, it, it shows you how far the show has fallen. But that shows you that either the writing staff has changed or they don't remember their own storylines. 
because they could have had Jazz be like, all right, no, we don't talk. Because remember that, remember how that girl did you? <laughs> like, and, 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 and then it could have been like, what, what'd you say? Don't put the B in LGBT. Like that could have been, been a good a good joke. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? Whereas, like, all right, you guys, that that was different because that was a woman. And it could have been like, well, how is it different? You know what I'm saying? Like they could have they could have done that. Could have had an episode uh-huh. around, around that. And that could have been an easy entry point into dialogue that they didn't do. And right. and like this is a this is a perfect example of how they're just pushing out episodes. I'm honestly starting to think that maybe maybe it's freeform saying, listen, Kenya, we need it. Come on, man. Like we need more. We need more, man. They're like, we're not done yet. We still are trying to write where it's like, listen, we're we're releasing something about Gronish on, on July the 15th. With or without you, sir. And it's like, I don't know. I got you, man. We got more coming. It has to be that. Because how can you write something like this and this writer got this from this episode, but then you have this jazz storyline with a man and you could go so far with, with, with a man because the notion of gender fluidity in a masculine culture does not happen. Like, because in, in masculine culture, it's like, if, 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 if you kiss a man, you sleep with a man, you're gay. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the preconceived notion. They could have tackled that. Because that's what, that's what they wanted to do with Favek. So you failed at that. You made that, you made that, in my opinion, a male bashing episode, even though you had Anna, who's a conservative, that had that issue with, like, with Favek. You had Sky and Jazz that had that conservative Christian type of view about, hey, like, yeah, you gay. Like, they, they tried to do it with Vivek and it didn't work out. They could have done it here with an expendable character. They could have run him through the mud. Because they, 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 we don't have a connection with him. You could have really talked about the realness of sexual fluidity and how, like, black, especially black men, but men in general, they don't get that past, well, oh, it's just a phase. It's not a phase that people perceive with men. That's not a phase. So that could have been deconstructed, but you didn't do it because you wanted to sacrifice it for the Doug storyline. This is just an example of how they're not trying, Janae. Like, like what Like what do you think? Like, like do you think that they purposely omitted this storyline or do you think they just they, they just forgot it i honestly think they forget their storylines because a lot of the things like don't make sense or they just don't connect like just like how you mentioned how oh well no you kind of want to get on jazz for not like it just for being sexually sexually fluid and it's fluid his sexuality and well, gender and everything but no, we went through the same thing. So I just don't like that they kind of don't connect. And like, it's like, who are these writers? Y'all remember what you produced? You don't remember what happened a few years back? Like, has it been that long? Did COVID mess up your brain? Like, I don't know what's going on. So, yeah, they're just, I don't know. It's like nothing makes sense. Like, I've been saying that nothing makes sense because where did even Anna and Vivek come from? You know? So nothing storyline, honestly, or in this universe. Well, Janelle, according to this universe, COVID doesn't exist because I guess that didn't mess up their brain. Like and, and 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 I guess the new like because I'm hearing they have a a, a new variant called Moo. <laughs> like they got they got a a new variant called Moo that's in 39 countries or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I've not verified that. I don't think it's fake news, but it's not verified. I saw it on, on somebody's story, but I believe it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm they coming out with whole new Greek letter organizations just for COVID. 
Okay, and at, <laughs> at this point, you'd have just a probate for COVID and a probate for Zoe because she's clearly an AKA with that pink and green outfit she had on. I'm not getting past the pink and green outfit. I, I'm I'm not I'm not getting getting past it. I'm, I'm telling you what what I should have done. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you because you know Dr. Glover is the president is the president of Tennessee State. I tell you, we could have got grown and shut down like how they shut down sorority sisters back in the day. Like we could we could have been like listen like you got Zoe out here perping Dr. Glover. Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> shut it down. Immediately. <laughs> like, immediately. Like we would have got all all the AKs like oh no she's perping out here in these streets. We cannot do that. You're not gonna disrespect us. But I mean in general, Janae, like this is the last episode of the mid season is going to come back in January, maybe February. It, it, it all, it all depends. Um, you know, it, it really depends on, on, on COVID. Cause I think that COVID is going to um, play a factor, especially if, if the actors get, get, you know, get sick, I'm pretty sure they're vaccinated, but if the actors, you know, they might test positive. It might delay filming. That's what happens for a lot of shows. Um, and then even um, in LA that there's not, cause the storm is not probably going to mess up their flow. Because they're filming in LA, but if they were filming in New York, there'd probably be an issue. Um, but this is the last episode of this first part of the season, which I think is going to be the last. Uh, I think that there's nowhere you can go from here. Yeah, like, there's nowhere you can go. Like someone mentioned that I was reading an article. They said that Blackish is ending. They said that they already canceled Mixedish. So mm-hmm. they think that possibly that because Kenya has left Disney Studios and he's going to Netflix that they're probably just going to cancel all of his shows. And it makes me think is the show with Lawrence Fishburne and Jennifer Lewis going to come out where they were going to do a spinoff with um, Ruby and pops. I wonder if that's going to happen or they might repurpose it for Netflix. I don't know, but I think that maybe they want to end the issues, but they don't know how to say Gronish is canceled. Um, And I don't think they want to say that. Because they're probably like, oh my gosh, we say it's canceled. It's probably going to make people cry. Like, cry from tears of joy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, cancel this show. Like, like y'all y'all have done us a, 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 a bad enough disservice. Because I'm going to tell you this. Because y'all have y'all have insulted so many groups of people. Like, if y'all diss HBCUs, y'all really going to get canceled. Like, no, for real. Like, And, and we thought that was going to happen with, with Ryan Destiny, but they didn't do it. They didn't do it because we, we, we were going to call. I'm telling you, I, I, we were going to pull up to Kenya Bears' house and get his Crockett Atlanta degree and mail it back. That's what we were going we to do. It's not even honorary. We, we're still going to get it. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like they, they did that because I felt like they were going to build up to it, how they how they wrote the episode of him at Howard Black Math when Zolt, when, when, when Jimmy about to go to Howard. I mm-hmm. didn't mind how they wrote that, but I thought that they were going to sort of copy and paste that, which I wouldn't have mind. Minded, but only if Ryan Destiny was able to get, get her comebacks. They would have, like I said in the, uh, the last season when we were doing these these episodes, like they would have tied it back to listen, all education is a good education, but HBCUs are a central part of the culture. If they mm-hmm. did that, I thought that would have been so timely and so great, and that would have been different world esque. But they oh. didn't go for it. So I don't know if Gronis is coming back. I don't think it should after the fall. I think they, if y'all don't want to cancel it, I understand. Listen, let's have a funeral for the show. Let it end. We'll all wear our black, okay? <laughs> on the on the, the final yeah. episode. You already wear your black, Janae. We love to see it. You know, so it's like and we'll all just we'll, we'll watch it go into the ground and we'll drop a rose in the in the casket and then walk away. You know what I'm saying? And then find and then find all American homecoming, or like whatever that the name of the eight their HBC spinoff is. But this episode for me, negative five out of ten. 
And I'm not just saying it for sensationalism. I really mean it. This was the worst episode of Gronish from the dialogue to the storylines to Anna Vivek hopping in the bed to how they underdeveloped Kiki and then put her with Doug and not even have Doug even have a, a, a even a conversation has outside of that argument they had when they went in Mexico have Doug and Jazz even talked? No. They haven't even talked. So it's like you're telling me that they were together for so long and they were they were in love for so long. And after and off one thing, they don't even talk outside of her defending him in the Black Lives Matter episode to which she does he doesn't even even mention her. He all he's just like thank you. And they keep arguing. You know what I'm saying? Like they do they did nothing with that storyline. Aaron and Zoe made no sense. And y'all, I would have given it a zero out of ten, but I literally, man, and Janae can attest to you how I reacted. That punch, because they were building it up. I thought that they were really going to throw hands. Especially with the, pre- the preview. I thought that Aaron was, was going to hit him with a two-piece combo like like, 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 like like Tyrone Woodley did to Jake Paul and had him up against the ropes. If y'all saw that fight, because I watched the fight on bootleg. So I'm like, you know, like, boom, boom. I thought I was going to do that. He literally said, bah. And then Luca was like, oh, really, bro? And then he walks away, and then, and then you got... You got Zoe, y'all overacting like, oh my gosh, what happened? I need to find him. Like, bro, like the, the party's still going on. Hey, did you notice the party was still going on? <laughs> yeah, the party, nobody stopped. Like nobody stopped. The party was still going on. She over like, oh my gosh, we need to find him. Might have an anxiety attack. Like we need to go, I need to find Aaron. And and they bumped into each other and then bumped in, 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 into the baby daddy of knowing was that made no sense. Negative five out of 10 in this show. Stop like like, like I'm, I'm I'm telling like, like we need, we need to start we need to start just saying for the folks who don't watch it. Listen, they, they they cancel this show. We need to get Q nine on Gronish. Listen, they're eating babies behind the scenes. Okay, like just just tell them to cancel it. Do something. Like get someone Q nine, aka somebody, because clearly us us talking on on Instagram live and on the podcast today that ain't gonna help it. That's not gonna help. It. We need we need somebody. But negative five out of ten, Janae. What do you give it? Negative five out of ten. You said it all. Well, why do you give it a negative five out of ten? Because I feel like I've won you over from the beginning of the year to now. It's been a long eight month fight. But why do you give it a negative five out of ten? Well, I really just didn't like the costuming. It really just blew me. Dialogue with Sarah. Well, the storylines didn't make sense, and like I don't know, they're forgiving the story that they wrote. So negative five out of ten. I love it. I love it. So this is the last episode of you know this this season mid-season finale so do you think they come back for season five you think that i do not i think it's over after this uh well after like the next season maybe in the spring but after that no it's not coming back it's over so how do you think they end? do you think they graduate like how do, how do you think they end it uh i would assume that they would end it with a graduation episode they kind of make everybody go their separate ways maybe and they go to law and then they go to law school together and become roommates uh, I don't know what Jazz is going to do. Maybe she become a psychologist after her experience. And then we'll see what everybody else kind of does. But I think that's kind of where I see the show going. Oh, man. I, like, if it, if it left, are you going to miss it? Mm, no, not really. Not really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to miss it. Because I, 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 I will miss the views that, that people give us. You know what I'm saying? The text message, oh, you're going in on the show. But I, I just I, I just don't see it, man. Um, But... It was a bad run. I'm like, it wasn't a good run. It was a bad run. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just, it was terrible. But overall, Janae, I think that we did the best we could to break down this terrible show this season. Yeah, 
we did we did the best we could. All right. I I, I don't know what more we could have done outside of right the episodes for at this point. But congratulations to you for predicting that, 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 that they're gonna sleep together. Congratulations to you at this point. But hopefully it gets better. But Janae, outside of that, where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can follow me at nae.themogul on Instagram, so that's nae.themogul, and on Twitter, just nae.themogul. So, Janae, have an amazing, you know, rest of your semester at Tennessee State. It is your last, are you graduating in, in May, right? May, yep. So, are, are you ready to graduate? You ready? I'm definitely ready to graduate. I'm ready for the next chapter of my life. I'm very nervous mm. because the next chapter of my life and I have to be an adult and everything, but I'm very excited. It, it, it's different. I, I would I say this and then we'll go like, I, I think it, it's different because, and this is something that Gronis doesn't cover because it, like, and I don't think anybody's ever covered what happens when you graduate because it's like, you know, it's just the expectation to get a job and figure it out or move to this city or go to grad school. But no path is really certain. Like, I know I took the job path and I was sort of entrepreneur path as well. That wasn't certain. Like this path of not working and doing posts and doing jobs here and there on the side. That is something that, that, you know, is a tumultuous time, you know, but in general, you're, you're super talented. You do your thing on this growing show, you know, your stuff and hopefully someone sees this and they give you a position. They, they allow you, you know, to work on their show, be a consultant or, or, or something, but the sky's the limit for you, Janae. And we can't wait to, to see you come back for this next season. If, if, if we, if we do this show, Jesus Christ, this is her moment. I need to go see a therapist. I need to go see my therapist. This hurt my mental health at this point. All right, but thank you so much, Janae. We'll talk to you next season. See ya. Bye, y'all. HBCU. They know just we are. Post Radio. All right, y'all. That is it for us for this season of Grownish. Of course, with the rest of the Post Radio, you can go and check out the rest of those episodes. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube because you get to see the visual version again in a different format. Um, but I just want for grownish to be better, but I do hate this show. I like, I have been moved to hate this show. Acting is not good. Although the actors are talented, um, and they just need new, new stuff to do. And I just don't know how they come back with a new season. I just don't know. And I don't know how people like this show, but overall, I'm about, you see the hoodie I have on if you're watching this on HBC Pulse Instagram Live. I'm wearing a Jackson State hoodie because Jackson State is playing FAMU on this Sunday. And they're doing the season finale of season one of the web series on Barstool Sports, Coach Prime. If you have not gone to watch that piece of media, definitely go watch it um, because it really is an amazing depiction of HBC football. And the complexities of running a football, you know, organization. And um, Deion Sanders, he Coach Prime, he really, you know, was giving us the realness of the back and forth with the players, trying to get them in shape. The losing streak that happened when they lost to Alabama State. Then they lost to Southern. Then they lost to Alabama A&M to end off the season. And A&M goes on to win the SWAC championship in the spring against University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. He really showed that realness, and I appreciate him for that. So I'm about to go watch that. That's what's on my mind. Football season is coming back. We're going to have some football coverage of HBCU football, uh, college football across, you know, just the the slate of the conferences. And then we're going to have NFL. And when the NBA season comes back, y'all need to know I'm an NBA guy. So we're going to be talking about that as well. 
But just stay tapped in. It's a lot more that's coming, a lot of greatness that's coming. And we have a, I have my own projects coming out too. I have something really big I'm working on. I need y'all to pray for me because I'm trying to get it done. And if I do get it done, it's going to be epic. Uh, but I need y'all to pray for me, especially my folks that are running for positions. If I do what I'm trying to create, y'all, we're making history. So I need y'all just to, to, to pray for me. Cheer me on, man. Um, but outside of that, that is it for me. Make sure to follow me on my personal social media at Arthur Randall B and make sure to follow Pulse Radio 100 on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter, Pulse Radio 100, and also subscribe to Pulse Radio 100 on YouTube. But outside of that, that is it for me, and we will see you on the other side. Tap, tap, tap in. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture. Sure, sure.